0: Welcome to episode 97 of the Luke Messias Show. Today's episode is going to be titled, The Republican Party Did Not Lose Its Way on December 19th. Now, I think a decent amount of our listeners know what December 19th was, but that was this last Saturday. That was the special election runoff for Senate District 30, in which Drew Springer was elected um, to replace Senator Pat Fallon, defeating Shelley Luther. Shelly Luther, many of you know, was the salon owner in Dallas who stood up against Governor Abbott's orders for her to not be allowed to open her salon. He ordered her salon closed. And she said, you can't order me to not feed my family or my hairdressers to not feed their family. We're going to be opening up. And uh, Governor Abbott was asked, what should happen to people if they disobey your orders? And she's, he said they, sh- they can get a fine, a very large fine. They can go to jail. And she went to jail. And then everyone said, oh my gosh, this salon owner is being jailed. And Governor Abbott said, let's reverse this. I can't believe these Democrat tyrants would put her in jail. So she got out. And then she decided to not only stand up for small businesses around Texas, but then her Senate seat came up and she decided to run for the Texas Senate. And the Democrat Party and the Republican establishment and the Austin Swamp freaked out. But there really were a couple things going on within this situation. Uh, you also have a lot of legislators who need to reaffirm to themselves that they're doing a good job. So whenever one of their colleagues runs for a promotion or off, you know, for the next office, they need to support him because they need to convince themselves that they're doing a good job. And so if one of them gets a promotion, it kind of reinforces their own ideas about their performance. But since Drew Springer won, there have been a lot of conservatives. I wouldn't even say a lot of conservatives, but I saw several different people posting about how, oh, the GOP has lost its way. This is a massive loss for Republicans, and Republicans are just, you know, going a direction they can never come back from. And the truth is the GOP didn't lose its way on December 19th. Nothing really changed on December 19th. What do I mean by that? Uh, The same battle that has been going on in the Republican Party kept going on. And in fact, there were several things that brought real clarity to the battle. I'm really grateful for, actually. So the truth is that the Republicans in this district ended up being pretty split. Uh, I think Shelley Luther had a very strong lead of Republicans for the vast majority of this race. And then Governor Abbott came in in the last 10 days and spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, called lobbyists and special interest groups in Austin that he controls and got them to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and poured in, honestly, a million dollars just vomited on this community in a 10-day period of time. Mostly to Republicans lying about Shelley Luther. And so all of those lies end up basically kind of splitting the GOP in half where half Republicans are voting for Drew Springer and half the Republicans are voting for Shelley Luther. And then you have Democrats come in and basically hand the election to Drew Springer. And this is what I'm really grateful for. Because some people, again, if this was a Republican primary or even a Republican primary runoff, you could even have more... Uh, evaluation of just Republicans. But the truth is that that's not the case. And this is what I'm really grateful for. If you want to know kind of where the Austin establishment is, just look, think about the fact that this Democrat activist, I'm going to show you this post that came up that some of you have seen already, um, was at Drew Springer's party and went and just said, Hey, can I take a picture with you, your campaign manager? This will be fun. And they took a picture with this person and uh, then told, you know, they know she's a Democrat. They know they she, she turned out thousands of Democrats, worked with other Democrats throughout the district to elect Drew Springer. And so I am so grateful for Drew Springer for like being open about the fact that he he is Democrats choice to be their state senator. Um, and that helps conservatives understand, really ask some some good questions that I think we're going to ask today. So first, I'm just going to bring up this photo. And as you can see here, this is a a Democrat. She says, thank you, Archer, Clay, Colin, Cook, Denton, Erath, Grayson, Jack, Montag, Pinto, Parker, Wichita-wise, Young County Democrat Party chairs, and or their representatives who took my call or emailed me back with support to get out the vote. Also, to the residents who opened their doors and agreed to send Shelly Luther, Back to her salon. Lastly, thank you, Living Blue in Texas, which is a big Democrat blog website, for a magnificent article I was able to share about my experience in Gainesville. Way to go, Senate District 30. It was well worth crossing the aisle to serve justice for all. Drew, started. Drew stated we can call him anytime and that he will represent us all. Congratulations, sir. Hashtag lock her up. Hashtag Springer for the win. So you basically have a situation in which Charlie Guerin, Dennis Bonin, the entire Republican establishment, elite, moderate ruling class, the governor who's been shutting down businesses across Texas, the Democrat Party and the Freedom Caucus, the vast majority of the Texas Freedom Caucus, all team up to help elect one guy to the Texas Senate. And so the question that we should ask ourselves is who here is being taken? Who here is being fooled? Who here is getting the better end of the deal, right? So let's kind of go through the possibilities. One, could it be the Democrats? Could the Democrats be like, oh my gosh, we we were so, again, Shelley Luther, we actually helped elect a more effective conservative senator who's going to pass more conservative policies because he is more effective within the process and has better relationships. Are they going to get fooled in this process? Are they going to wake up one day and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe we helped elect this awesome, effective conservative senator who's passing all of this policy that's bad for Democrats? Maybe, probably not, right? Is is Governor Abbott going to be fooled? You know, I mean, Drew Springer filed legislation that's going to change the executive orders. Drew Springer said he was going to file—Drew Springer opposed constitutional carry for seven years, publicly told the Houston Chronicle, I don't support this policy because he stood with his Democrat lawmaker who was opposing the policy. But now to get elected to this seat, he goes to Republicans and says, I'm going I'm to author constitutional carry. So so is Greg Abbott the fool? Is, is he going to basically be like, oh my gosh— I elected this guy to defeat Shelley Luther who stood up against me and now he's going to pass constitutional carry, which I oppose, or he's going to rewrite the executive orders. So is Greg Abbott going to be the one who's fooled in this process? He's not going to, he's going to really get taken, taken advantage of just out of his hate for a woman who stood up against his unconstitutional orders. Uh, Maybe, probably not. Is the Freedom Caucus going to be fooled? The vast majority of them, I, I think. I don't. I know Matt Schaefer did not endorse Drew Springer. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure everybody else did. Are they going to be fooled? Are they going to go? Oh my gosh, we help elect this guy, and guess what? He authored constitutional carry, but that didn't go anywhere. Uh, Governor Abbott's opposing executive order rewrites, and Drew Springer's not like fighting hard because Greg Abbott just came and helped deliver a victory to him. Uh, Oh, by the way, he got the support of a ton of these Democrats, like literally 14% of the early voters, 13%, depending on your analysis, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16% of the voters are Democrats. And, and these, these are just Democrat primary voters that we know were like 13% of the early vote. But there are other Democrats who don't vote in primaries that also voted in this election. And we know that. I mean, we, I've talked to multiple people in the district that met those people. So you have Democrats. And so will the Freedom Caucus be fooled in the process? We'll see. The GOP didn't lose its way because there is a perpetual battle for Republicans, for liberty-minded Texans. So if you're a liberty-minded Texan, who wants to affect the policy process, you have an option. You can do it through the Democrat Party, or the Republican Party, or you can go try to some third party. But the reality is if you want to have an impact in the policy process, you're going to have to get involved in a party. So then you're going to, if you're liberty-minded, you're going to choose the Republican Party. If you're pro-life, you're going to choose the Republican Party. And then you're going to get in the Republican Party and realize there are two groups of people, one group of people that doesn't want to pass conservative policy, okay? Okay. Their main objective is holding power. And sometimes they will even make a decision that is not in the best interest of them holding power, but, you know, it's what they think is best to hold power. And they have decided that the general way to hold power is to avoid cultural battles in the midst of a cultural decline. So the culture is not getting better. You're not going to wake up in a year and go, man, we've had a lot of cultural growth in the last year the natural decline of culture is happening so while culture is declining they want to avoid that they don't want to change course they don't want to reverse they don't want to challenge they want to they want to go counter to the cultural moves they want to avoid the cultural issues they want to have generally pro-economic policies they want to be able to help certain sectors so use the power of government to help a lot of corporations and businesses, businesses and corporations that then turn around and give them a lot of money. And so that helps you maintain your power. Money is key to political power. And then in general, they are happy as long as they can continue to wield the levers of power. That's one side of the Republican Party. There's another side of the Republican Party who's really committed To advancing certain policies. Saying, I want to know whatever should be done in order to protect more innocent children's lives. In Texas, we've done a poor job of it. We know that. Objectively speaking, we are becoming less and less pro-life as a state in comparison to the states in the nation. Okay. So let me just explain what I just said. We're not becoming less pro-life As a state, meaning each session we pass a couple little pro-life policies, sometimes a big policy like we did under Joe Strauss when we banned abortion at 20 weeks. And I like saying under Joe Strauss because you have to understand that like some people that are in the center or just right of center in the GOP, in the Texas House, will love to tell you that, you know, if we're in power— really better things will happen. But the truth is, like, the best pro-life legislation we've gotten was under Joe Strauss as a speaker. So, you know, if they could, I'd love for them to prove all of us wrong and show us that if they're in power, then we're going to pass even better pro-life bills. But a pro-choice speaker, we got better pro-life policies than with pro-life speaker, with Dennis Bonnen, And we'll see with Dade Phelan. Dade Phelan, as state affairs chairman, killed a lot of pro-life policy in his committee. Passed it out very late. Did not prioritize it. There were a lot of priorities that the State Affairs Committee had that were not the lives of the unborn children. But we have a great opportunity. And Dade Phelan can show us that he is a strong pro-life Texan by prioritizing pro-life policy. So uh, we're awaiting to see whether that happens or not. There is a perpetual battle between people whose primary goal is maintaining their power and a group of people that are Primarily driven by actually achieving policy results that they believe would be best for Texans. Now, there are people that could say, well, my primary goal is passing policy. And I believe that in order to do so, I need to team up with this group of people whose primary job is holding their own power. And I think by being close to those people, I'll actually get more policy. And that's another group of people, a group that really sides with those in power. And those people can get behind somebody like Drew Springer. And then in their minds, I guess maybe they think that, really, those Democrats are going to wake up and realize, darn it all. We should have backed Shelley Luther. That way, you know, I don't even know. They think less conservative policy would pass? Really? Uh, I think Democrats are pretty smart. Democrats are more policy-oriented. They're more objective oriented, right? They get elected. They try to advance the ball. They passed Obamacare when they knew it was very unpopular. It actually helped Republicans win a ton of seats in 2010. But guess what? Within that conflict, Democrats won the war. They won the war of healthcare. A bunch of Republicans campaigned on Obamacare, on keeping pre-existing conditions all across. In fact, Morgan Meyer and Angie Chen Button, two Republicans in Dallas County, literally campaigned on expanding Medicaid. They campaigned in favor of Obamacare. Think about this. Democrats passed Obamacare after 2008. Republicans literally took over as a result of being anti-Obamacare. They never got rid of Obamacare. Now in 2020, Republicans are running in support of Obamacare. The policies that were passed in 2009— so who won the health care war? Democrats. Did Republicans win when they won the election? No. Because they didn't actually do anything when it came to the healthcare policy. They didn't actually get rid of Obamacare and actually pass their policy to actually then give Republicans their own policies and healthcare to run on. They didn't. They just said, you know what, let's just kind of keep that where it is. And then some states won't expand, but then eventually those Republicans will run on expanding Obamacare. So Obamacare is now the platform of suburban Republican legislators. Sounds to me like Democrats won that battle, don't you think? If you're a conservative, if you're somebody who wants limited government, liberty-minded policy, you'd go, wow, they lost. That group of people just one Senate District 30. They all teamed up together. Will Charlie Guerin wake up one day and go, oh my gosh, I helped this really effective conservative legislator get in the Senate. No. Greg Abbott's not going to wake up and go, man, I really got taken to the cleaners. Executive, My executive powers are getting cleaned because Drew Springer got in the Texas Senate. Absolutely not. Are Democrats going to wake up? Probably not. So did the GOP lose its way? No, there is a battle going on. First of all, Democrats came up and handed Drew Springer a victory. Governor Abbott came in and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars along with his Austin cronies who spent a million dollars just flooding the airwaves within a very short period of time. They probably spent over $3 bucks total, first round, second round, everything combined. But if you look at all of that, they did that to stop one person who epitomized what they don't want which is an independent-minded conservative who's not controlled by them, who actually is willing to stand up against them. She stands up when you tell her she can't feed her family. She stands up when you tell her you have to close her business. She stands up when you tell her that she can't be in elected office. That's what a conservative is. That's what a liberty-minded, conservative, activist warrior is in Texas. And there are a lot, and they're going to keep fighting. And the GOP is not losing its way. It's in a perpetual battle. And each of you get to decide if you're going to participate in that battle. If you have a legislator, senator, representative in your district that are fighting the battles to advance these policies, then support them and be with them. If you have legislators that aren't, then you need to decide what to do as a result and how to be actively involved and educated and empowering your community to make sure they know the truth about who your legislator is. The divide in the GOP exists. This battle just got to clear things up. Greg Abbott in the past, what he would do is he would basically kind of try to stay out find some conservatives to help, find some moderates to help, kind of help everybody. This last uh, runoff election, he got really actively involved against John Francis. That was the first time you kind of saw him go, no, I actually want the a liberal Republican as opposed to a conservative Republican. That's what I actually want the GOP to be. And so, you know, you can kind of look at where Trump's taking the party or Abbott's taking the party. They're taking very different opposite directions. Abbott wants to make the Republican Party more and more liberal. And Trump wants to make the Republican Party a little more conservative more actually I would just say more less controlled by the elite but this was the first time that Greg Abbott was like I don't want the conservatives so bad that I will do nothing but slam and trash them after throwing them in jail if they dare get out of jail and force me to let them out of jail because of the public publicity you know situation that I'm in then I'm going to make sure that they never exist politically again, which it's not going to be very effective at doing that. But he made the effort, and he spent all of his money attacking Shelley Luther, which is also really funny because these people are so upset at, at Alan West for not being unified. It was funny because people were giving him crap for not endorse, you know, congratulating Drew Springer, and he said, the Democrat Party beat me to it, and he shared this post that I read to y'all earlier, and everybody got mad. The Republican Party chairman is not unifying But it's hilarious because, like, Greg Abbott just spent hundreds of thousands of dollars lying about Shelley Luther. And then within a week, everyone's like, why aren't we unified? Guys, because there's a group in the party that doesn't actually want to accomplish anything. And by the way, we could all be proven wrong. I want to be proven wrong. Drew Springer, prove me wrong. Freedom Caucus. Y'all got behind Drew Springer? Almost all of y'all? Prove me wrong. Have Drew Springer pass Republican priorities out of the Texas Senate. Get them out of the House. Get them signed by a governor. And we will sit here and talk about how the Republican Party is on track. It's not losing its way. It's on track. Here's a list of priorities that we passed. Awesome. Great. Let's make it happen. Let's make those Democrats rue the day they helped Drew Springer get elected. Just not sure. Sure. I would have to think that there would be a change in Drew Springer to see that, that Democrats helping him get elected would make him more conservative and more likely to push conservative policy. Doesn't really make sense. So you shouldn't expect it. In fact, you'd be naive to expect it. So we won't. But but you also shouldn't conclude that the Republican Party has lost its way in any ways. There is a battle going on. We are all involved in that battle. I hope that many of you are. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you're listening to this program. Anyways, God bless you. God bless Texas. 2021 is going to be a great year. And if you are conservative, liberty-minded Texan, I think you're going to have so many opportunities to engage in the battle. Be looking for them, and we will be looking for them with you and walking through all of these battles with you here on the Luke Messiah Show. Thank you. Have a blessed year. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless Texas.